Rolling. Check. Rolling. Check. Rolling. Dump, da dump, da dump, da da dump. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul mouth jerk from out of town. Foul mouth? Fuck you, man. Yeah, what you want to talk about? Drive-bys? Oh, is that a thing? Uh, just the one. Uh, Only the one that's interesting. Uh, um, and you're not the sports guy, so perhaps I'm, not. But I'm sporty. You're sporty. I will give you that. No, you're I'm a kidding. sporty guy. Not, but not no. sports-esque. Uh, yes, worst or not, you are now rocking with the worst. This is the worst case scenario, and I am your host, Falio Glacius, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, Poonani DeFranco, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie, the Dime Store Crime Lord, the Boulevard Thunder God. And with me, as always, is the man I cannot do without, Adam Strange, Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, Tron Henley. Ooh, the Vice Count Dirty Finger. Why Tron Henley? I'm just trying out Tron stuff. You know, Tron Johnson also works. I like Tron Johnson because it kind of sounds 80s and it also references the Johnson. Yeah. It's like Tron Johnson sounds like an electric dong. It all, yeah, it also just sounds like someone who's real, like an actual person. Um, you don't strike me as a Tron Johnson, but that's also because I can see you and these people can only hear you. So, Have, have you ever heard of retro wave artist Com Trues? I have not. There's a synth musician out there. His name is Com Trues. Whenever I see it, I just laugh a little bit. And he's very 80s, mm-hmm. but he's just... Calm Trues is hilarious. But he's a current person. Yeah, yeah, he's out there making music right he's now. He's not a Gen Xer. No, he's a young guy that makes 80s music. And I'm fine with that. Like, if people want to do throwback to 80s shit, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, like, right now, being throwback to the 90s is the super hot shit. But uh, honestly, I just feel like the 80s was way weird. I, don't get me wrong big fan of the 90s i was a teenager in the 90s so and i'm grateful for it because i was uh experiencing a lot of shit that people now emulate and i'm like no i was there for that well the 90s is a weird one because there's like this weird element of like the 60s 70s and 80s that all kind of reappeared Doing in the throwback 90s shit and yeah. like the beginning of throwbacking like you know and i'm sure that they had i don't know 30s nights in the 50s i don't know I wasn't around. Maybe. I have no idea. Maybe. They were doing like, we're going to do Flapper th- Night in right. the 50s. Was there throwback shit in the... Th- yeah. so, and that's the <laughs> thing the is, when you think of the 90s, it's such a, a vast, wide thing. Like, you know, Star Trek New Generation. I don't know. I don't know what represents the 90s. I think of those big Dr. Seuss floppy hats everybody was wearing. And uh, like, not everyone. Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai and like... People were doing fire sticks and hacky sack. And like, there's not yeah. a lot of things that are like... Gener- you know, like that you would say, this is 90s. Like, th- like um... The boom bap hip hop of like the late 80s and early 90s, it, you know, like say the whole idea of what um, lo-fi is has like yeah, boom bap has come back to, right, a, to a subgenre. Right, but they're calling it by a different name. Yeah, but that's the thing right. is I think all of the the 90s is, is just different. 90s had a lot like the internet starting along with the 60s coming back and like Woodstock being hip again, but both at the same time. So it was like this weird mix of everything new and old. No, and what is. And maybe this is like new kinds of music. A lot more. Maybe I'm just experiencing it differently, and it's like much more common sense than like I am experiencing it. But it's like uh, 
obviously people like us who lived in the 90s whenever people were like super about it like that i'm like yeah dude like everyone in the 60s thought that was the shit if you came of age in the 70s everyone thought that was the shit so i just kind of even though i know that like early 90s golden era hip-hop is damn near as good as it gets you know what i mean but also as someone who grew up on that and has listened to every single fucking pete rock gangstar yep. krs track you know what i mean like i still am like eventually I do get tired of it, and I'm like, okay, I want to listen to some Kendrick or yeah. some Schoolboy Q or like Vince Staples or something. And this but, is something I noticed with genres is like, there's this. Okay, grunge is a good example of this of like where there'll be a genre, something will happen, you know, and then it'll get really popular, and then it'll get too like fancy. Mm -hmm. And let's think of like the style in the thousands of what everybody was saying, um, metrosexual. Mm -hmm. Like so, like guys were like, I'm gonna get cleaned up my fancy, and that slowly turned into hipsters with big big old beards and flannel shirts again where yeah, it's, totally it's honestly like, like a, the where rock and roll went from like guy. you know like makeup and hair and spandex and all of a sudden mm -hmm. something's big and everybody's like no man let's do it the real way and we'll just be regular dirty dudes and like rock like um glam rock in the 70s mm -hmm. comes back to punk you know like right. there's always with music genres this thing when like it gets too poppy and too glammed up and popular where like three guys come in with the guitar and they do it the dirty way and we're like so i'm waiting for that to happen again right. of like the next wave of like young rock grunge like we discovered three chords again and we're gonna make some albums well this is what i was kind of getting into is this idea that like i understand why people of our age are like yeah man the 90s was the shit but i we have were young and we had drugs and we were healthy and stuff yeah when also Stay up all night. What, whatever was the shit that inspired you when you were growing up, obviously you're going to be like kind of married to that. But what I have noticed as far as the throwback shit is that through no influence from me and talking about the shit, I have some young homies that are like either like my girl's kid or, you know... Um, their their nephews and nieces like basically teenagers that i kind of know by proxy and they'd all see like one of them wearing like a you know a nirvana t-shirt or like from early shit you know or just like little homie texts me all these like cutty underground 90s hip-hop tracks and i'm like oh you fuck with this you yeah. really like this like i didn't I didn't send this to you. You sent it to me, yep. you know? So it's definitely having a revival in some kind of way. But it also might be that... But so are the 70s, and so are... The, like, kids are also into... Right, in the way that when we were in high school and golden era 90s hip-hop is happening, we had classmates that were like, yo, have you ever heard of this band called Led Zeppelin, yep. bro? Like, you know, so I feel like it's... It's probably just a lot more natural cycles, but because I am a person who is of the era that is yeah. being thrown back to by these kids, I'm like, man, these kids are cool, bro. Well, here's the thing. If you were to say, like, whatever, in the future, like, oh, man, 2010s are really coming back, I'd be like, that's not even a thing. There's no such thing as that. The 2000 to, two but to there now is, is, but there is, is just one big thing. And I, I, know, and I know I know, there's not. I have a hard time with it, too. No, I can tell you right now, like, two or three genres that are hot right now that no one I know, 
even knows about. And that's like, so there, there's shit happening right now that we'll know about in five or six years, but like, it's weird. No, I have a super hard time with like anything that's beyond the aughts. Like, and we've talked about this before about how like, um, Kendrick, that, that, as, that but the old, but the older you get, it's like time moves faster. So, like, people like you and I, even though, yes, we lived oh, through yeah. and listened to all the music of the 2010s, I didn't even realize that, like, to say the 2010s was a thing that we were out of, because now we're in the 2020s. Yeah. And anyone that's paying attention, obviously, that's a decade ago, that is as much different as the 90s are from the 80s. Yeah. And so for younger people, yeah, they, like, yeah, what do you mean the 2010s are no different? Like, did you not know that Drake was doing this shit in the 2010s and then Pusha T yeah. did this shit in the 2020s? And like, yeah, like that. Like, I personally don't, I'm sure Drake has different eras of Drake. To oh, me, like, there's Drake. Yeah. That's it. I, I could not tell you his early stuff from his late stuff. I know that, yeah. like, whoever was hot at the time he was making a record, he was going to copy. I know that's going to happen. And then it's, they're going to be on his record, and then they won't be on the next record because whoever's new is going to be on the next record. It's just, it, it moves too fast for me. And I am sure that uh, the colonel did not make this up, but my older brother once said to me, he's like, yeah, time's like a roll of toilet paper. The closer it gets to the end, the faster it goes. No. You know? Well, I say this, like, to me, the last five years are like a blink. But like, Absolutely. I got friends with ten year olds that be like, the kid be like, "That's half my life," yeah. <laughs> you know, half. Absolutely. I'm like to me, that's like I close. When people talk about the pandemic, in in mm -hmm. the past, like, oh, that that's a thing that happened. I'm like, what? It's over? Like, it, it, I don't even. I, and I know it's been years. Like the Oscars, nobody was wearing a mask when Chris Rock walked up there. You know, when, when yep. Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. But that yep. was a year ago today. Like that happened today? a full year ago. Today is what close to it today the, is the oscars yeah. are tonight and they were at the last not oscars. when they're listening but i get it yeah but still like that that that's crazy it doesn't even seem like a whole year has gone by since chris rock got smacked in the mouth it doesn't i also don't care enough but i will say i definitely cared enough to watch the chris rock special and he flamed that fool yeah i figured he would not just that have you not watched it i saw clips the clips I saw were him talking about Will Smith, and then I saw him doing the um. But also talking about Jada, and also yeah. talking about just like, and we won't get into the jokes because we would never. I saw the, you know, like the. Do them I got to date women my own age now, and that means about ten years younger. Mm -hmm. Don't hate a player. I'm rich. But also just that, um, you know, he gets into it, and I heard people debating it of like, oh, you're gonna talk about it a year later, and I'm like. Bruv. He was going to talk about it for a certain amount of money, and for, he got that certain amount of money, and now he's even more rich. Not only that, it's just like, yo, he has had to deal with people asking him and talking about this shit in public, in the media, all that shit he for was on so long. When that happened, he stopped his tour to host, and they yeah. went back on tour. So like two days later, he had a whole room full of people in Boston like, you going to talk about Will Smith? And yeah, and he's... He's like, Probably in almost every, not just professional, like, obviously, like, TMZ is going to be like, so what's your response? But, like, in his personal life, in his professional life, in every aspect of this fool's life, he had to deal with people talking about that shit, like, every fucking day. Yeah. And so, if you are not 
going to just be like, okay, here's how I'm going to deal with this. Because I do have a platform like that. And people that were shitting on him like, oh, a year later, it's like, bruh, he's got the platform and he's been having to deal with this shit every day. Yes. Yeah. Take the take the highest leap off of your platform to do that shit. And, yo, he, as far as I'm concerned, and I am also a Will Smith fan, uh, yeah. but, yo, he knocked this motherfucker out the park. And it's like, all right, you, you sh- Will Smith shot his shot by... To me, it felt like some dickhead shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even, it was some bully shit. I'll even go far. I'll say it's racist. I'll say if Ricky Gervais made Wait, that what? same joke, he would have stayed the fuck in his chair. Interesting. He wouldn't even have thought about getting up. If David Spade had made that joke, he would not have gotten up out of his chair and walked up and smacked I him in I feel like mouth. he would have smacked David Spade. I don't know. I think he might have said something. David Spade is way too... Like... David Spade doesn't even offend me, but sometimes he's so snarky that I would. And it smack wouldn't him. matter. That's anybody. Like it's just like but, it, it made Kanye's everything Kanye ever did in an award show was hmm. a little bit more sane. Like Kanye didn't go up there and punch somebody and say that Beyonce Facts. should have got the award. Absolutely, he just took the mic. Like it's it's just he he should have had more <laughs> self control. And honestly, as as such a low thetan level high-ranking scientologist oh, see where you're doing that. he should have had the like since they don't use psychology and they're out there against you know like getting therapy like he should have already been mentally prepared to have an insult and then take it well but what's also weird is that okay so will smith at least weird to me will smith is equal parts rapper actor comedian I would He's say, not really a stand-up comedian, but even, like, yo, okay, the his, Fresh Prince his, rap career is comedy rap. Yeah, but... And Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is uh, okay. A, I would a say sitcom. if he had stopped at the end of the sitcom and never acted again, mm-hmm. then he would have been equal parts rapper and actor. Okay? No, no, Bad Boys, when he which, was up there, I don't know if that's his biggest shit, When but, he was up there getting the, um, the, you know, not getting an award for Ali... When he was yeah. starring in Ali, at that point, he, he, he was more that. actor than rapper. Mm-hmm. Like right now, like Ice Cube, you know, he he's he's treading the line. Like he might be a little more actor now than rapper, but he, well, he put producer, out so many albums, produce, producer director. And he yeah. was so Ice T for so long that you mean I, Ice Cube, Ice T. I'm thinking Ice T. When right. I think of Ice T, he's he's a rapper, but right. he's been acting now long more than he rapped. Right now, he probably has more episodes mm-hmm. out than songs. I can say mm-hmm. that two seasons. Might put him more episodes of his because he's been on that SD or whatever yeah, Law and Order. He's, he's been ranking that shit for a long, a long time. time. Right, but what is the cultural? He will keep doing it. But what is the cultural influence? If you ask, and I would say that Six in the Morning has by itself one song. Six in the Morning, no, no, or saying, Cop Killer. That's what I'm saying. Has him? more cultural influence than any than his entire fucking CSI career. But if you were at a mall, okay, and you had a picture of him, and you said, "What's this guy known for?" To everybody walking by. What do you think would get like the name from Law and Order? That's an interesting argument. Okay, and so that's, that's but that's different. So that's no, no, what I'm no, saying. Right. But he has so much rap compared to Will Smith that he is in the middle. Will right, Smith but, is an actor. Okay, but so here's what we're debating. To, to my mind, here's what we're debating right now. How many more people would recognize Ice T from Law and Order? Probably way more. But how many people do they care? give a fuck yeah. about that versus uh, the smaller group? 
that is like, yo, six in the morning changed my fucking life. You know what I mean? Or colors or fucking OG. You know what I mean? Like so many things that he did musically, it may have affected. The cover of Power, honestly. It probably had more to do with making me pay attention to rap at a young age. Absolutely. And uh, so my point being like, how are we measuring uh, the impact? Is it more people know and eh, I don't really give a fuck or less people know, but it changed their fucking life and they moved forward because the only way for you to measure that is... um, it's not, like if you could figure out it's unquantifiable, right? Like you can DJ Quick, Ice Cube, uh, so many artists of not just in rap music, but in a lot of different cool. lanes, have heard early Ice T and probably moved differently. And well, now think of and then created art that we didn't realize. Like, oh, that shit. No, like, we're, maybe we're, Fabulous, maybe Jada Kiss. Like, Boots, you don't know. But think of Boots Riley. Like, oh, yeah. Like when I when that movie first came out, and I was like, oh, he made a movie. Was sorry, sorry to yeah. disturb you or whatever. Because like I, I I love the coup. Always love the coup. But huge that's one of those fan. people that you're like huge fan. I'm so happy that some that some label keeps giving them money every now and then to make records. I never expected them to move past that. I didn't think they'd ever have a hit or, you know, I thought it would just, he would just keep making music and then hopefully have enough money to retire. But no, now he is, he'll be at the Oscars tonight. I'll bet. I'm sure. He's got a second movie that just came out. Yeah. Cause he's, he's now a director of mm-hmm. Oscar caliber level and writer you know? and producer. And that's just insane that like he will be known for that more in about 10, 20 years from now. Because so? the coup was such an underground thing. Very much. So nobody, you know, like n- hip-hop heads, not mm-hmm. all people that are into hip-hop know what the coup is. Like, No, if you're not either a, a rap nerd age. or an activist, you probably yeah. don't know who the coup is. Yeah. But It's just cool that now he's that. But that's the thing. Will Smith has, has surpassed that to a level of like that rarefied air style of fame of like, you know. Very much. More, more famous than Madonna in certain ways, you know, like bigger well he also hasn't had to get plastic surgery to mutilate his face so i also felt like that was a little bit rough what they did to madonna yeah was she and look here's the thing and let me let me preface this by saying i am not a madonna fan i think that she gets overly credited with like oh she reinvented herself and brought out these new styles and to me it's just like nah you lived in New York and you bid all the styles like before people in the Midwest knew like vo- like that whole voguing like she comes out. No, don't you don't got to tell me. I right. Know, I know. Like when everybody talks about how Raya Light, you know, like right. it was such a groundbreaking thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. what fucking techno? Techno is fucking get the fuck out of here. Like it's she, great. It's great. She used it. But she was around the club scene. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, like 20 even, years later. Yeah. Even her hard. very star, like Borderline but it's a good song. and the whole fashion style. It's like you're stealing that from Cindy Lauper, who's been doing this for like two years. And she's pretty popping. But then you made it more famous by style biting Cindy Lauper. And then, you know, like with Vogue, that's just that's. The, that's the gay black scene of Harlem that I, she's like, yo, let's. I'm gonna do this as a white woman. I've brought this up before. Like, I'm really into music documentaries. You know, like mm-hmm. I watch. That's what I'd rather oh, watch yes. is a documentary about a band I never heard of. Like when I get home and HBO's like, here's a band you never heard of that made like ten albums. I'm like, this is gonna be good. Yeah, now, I love that shit. Every single person you look up Cindy Lauper, you can find like she met. She was from here. She met this guy. They went here. 
they met this girl. They started making music. The music came out. This guy signed them. Mm. You're not finding that for Madonna. You're going to find Madonna, club scene New York, record deal in the songs. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know who wrote them. I don't know what, got, what person put a keyboard and plugged it into the computer. I don't know, like where it came from, what club she was hanging out at. Everybody right. else, Blondie, everybody else from that era, it's well-documented. And hers, it, and I'm going to say, you know, so there's probably industry plant thing they're trying to avoid that the, a label was like, here's what we're going to do. Go find a girl. You know, but even if it was that, that happens. Like Spice Girl story. We, mm -hmm. we know every single moment that it was exactly that. And then they ended up like screwing those guys and stealing the idea for themselves. But like it's, it's everybody's origin stories are out there when it comes to fame and pop. Hers is vaguely obscured in the early days right but i also i agree with that from a marketing perspective just because it's like wolverine you know you don't tell the origin story of wolverine you know what i mean every it's the, the mysteriousness of it is no. what makes and it then if somebody does you have grant morrison come in and say oh that was a memory implant but th this being my point is that sh the other side of that same coin is that because madonna Louise Ciccone came from the Midwest, moved to New York, got in on the club scene and all this shit. And every single style that she got credited with inventing is really just her style biting whatever the moves were in the club scene in New York at the time. That's why she starts with Cyndi Lauper, then she moves to like the Harlem Uptown gay scene and all different other gay scenes. And not to say she didn't do anything of her own that wasn't worthwhile or something, yeah. but it's just like she didn't invent none of that shit. Um, but the reason I brought it up in the first place was... When she showed up with that beat up plastic surgery face, which yeah, that was that uh, was rough. Well, one of the big problems rough. was is that but, she was like she was doing it like a like a Zoom call kind of thing where she was like up in a camera with it. Like she wasn't like she could have she would have leaned back two feet. She might not have looked as weird didn't as she, she did. Present at the award show or something like that. Well, I thought it was a, a video thing. I could I be think wrong. She just presented. Either way, though, but she like, had just gotten work done and she was incredibly yes, puffied up. It, and a lot of people, when they get that it, done, they'll skip that award show that that week and then go to the next well, one. You should when but, the swelling goes down. But my whole thing is that she has, for many many years, been credited with, and this is. Not just aside from what I'm saying about her being a style biter, but she has been accredited on the other side of like staying very beautiful, youthful looking, even as she's aging. Yeah. And when you can see that she's aging, she's still very beautiful. And this is less, from my perspective, a critique of, oh, she's aging and looking busted, more than like just the culture convinces women that men age and become distinguished and women like lose their beauty and Helen Mirren gorgeous right but here's and my that's just and I'm saying you genetically that's nothing to do with anybody else but I think the thing about Madonna is that she's you know Betty White wasn't up there in stilettos and like hot pants 
making you look at her butt. And, like, yeah, but Betty White had a up. whole different vibe to the brand. Betty I... White was when she first came out. Look, go look. She, yes. was, she came out first as a hot little blonde. Yes, she was a cute little blonde girl who was just going to be pretty in the but, movie. Yeah, but but then yo, she took she it upon herself a... to make herself right. But she funny. was a golden girl in the eighties, bro. Yeah. So like by the time she passed, she was in her nineties, and she, but she had been marketing the old lady brand the cute old lady brand since literally the 1980s well, I'll put for madonna. and madonna has been marketing herself as a sex, sex symbol that's, and that's it since literally literally since the 80s around the same yeah. time that betty white was marketing herself as a golden girl so but here's the thing is that she was aging so well that it the critique almost becomes a parody of itself. You know what I mean? It's like, I think you and I have talked about this before, about how, like, so when Angelina Jolie was young and she had those thick lips and so uh, so many other Hollywood actresses went in college their lips to look like Angelina Jolie to the point where the parody of yeah. Angelina Jolie becomes the standard. And then Angelina Jolie has to go college in her own lips that set the standard yeah. to even keep up with the people that were imitating her in the fucking first place. And so I think that's what happens to Madonna and why... While I don't really like how she gets credited with shit that I don't think she invented, but at the same time, you can't turn a blind eye to the whole shit that, like, she kind of aged so well that when she gets... Dude, the chick has to be, like, pushing 70 well, see, now thing is, and think... thinks that instead of aging like betty white she has to like be like no i'm still a sex symbol until she mutilates her own face well, see, and that's... then the people that encouraged her to mutilate herself that way just take some lord of the flies level fucking uh like wow. gratitude in just just roasting her well no that's the thing is anybody and like, yeah, the she people fell that, for it, but... that like her weren't the ones roasting her the ones that oh that, i think they were i think some but i think most of them were less like don't even go fuck i think a big thing with her is sex that's it that's what she has that's her that's her brand sex yeah, literally the name sexy, of her sexy, book sexy, was sex. called sex sexy sexy sex and it's like she needs she, i'm fine she, with that she should have branched out like number one she's also apparently a curator of culture we can say that's that's a nice way to say she finds things that other people She's are doing. She's a style biter. That is a nice way to say style biter. She curates culture. She can go out there and be like, hey, look over here. People are doing something cool. Art. You know, there's there's a, many women. Anna Winter or whatever, that the lady that's like the, the fashion lady. You can be out there and be a fashion icon and old as shit. And nobody's going to be like, you're old ass. Unless you're like, the whole sex thing is like, even right now in American music, there aren't that mm -hmm. many women pop artists who are like, Hey, I got sex. You know, like Madonna started that. You know, she would that was her thing. She pushed that mm -hmm. when when the record label was like, "Hey, can you tone it down?" She was like, "No, I cannot." I'm no, and I'm in hear. fact, I'll turn it up. And that's the thing. That was Which that was different. I actually respect at, that part. At the time, it worked. Nowadays, just straight up selling female sexuality almost gets creepy or icky to a degree. Whereas like right now, you look at like American pop ladies. We got Taylor Swift. We got mm -hmm. women that aren't going to bend over in their panties. Even like the one that the last era of it, Christina Aguilera and them, like it's it's not. Ex Tina, it you going ex Tina? It became more of a um, 
I don't know, like even the newer ones, like um, you know, Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. it's, they're classy. Okay. You know, they're not, they're not, mm-hmm. and, and Lana Del Rey might have her breast out in a picture, but she's not bending over and forcing you to look up her skirt the way that Madonna recently posted all these mm. pictures where she was under a bed and somebody was taking pictures of her skirt and everybody was like, why are you doing this? Like, go to the studio, make some music, take pictures of that. That'd be great. We'd be like, awesome. Look at you in there singing. You make music too. You don't just bend over and okay, the camera. But, okay, but because Madonna's never actually been a tremendous singer. No, I'm just saying. She, she, Way pre auto tune, all that shit. But she and, makes and the, music. I mean, that's, that's part of her brand is that right, she does but put she, out. Right, but audio. she's... She's iconish, and even though, as everything I've said evidences this, like I don't really enjoy or think that she invented any of the icon that she is marketed as, but that that is kind of her brand, and fucking she's she's not Whitney Houston. She's yeah. not. Even Taylor Swift, as far as, like, vocals go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really enjoy Taylor Swift music, but she has a far greater vocal range. You're going to say I honestly have not listened to any Taylor Swift except for, like, two radio songs. And the only one I actually know is the haters going to hate, 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 hate. Right. And I there's not a lot of singing in that. I don't give a fuck That's just that. talking. But my point being just that, haters like... Haters are going to hate, hate, hate. I completely agree with you that... Madonna could have switched lanes again because one of the things that she always gets credited exactly. for is they're like, oh, she reinvented herself once again. And I'm like, in what way? Like, is like a prayer era Madonna really materially different than Material Girl? Uh, aren't they or the same? Borderline? Aren't or... those? That, those are all the same record, I think. Mm, no, no, that's no, all no, like no, no. They, they're way like... different. It's like okay. 80s, 90s. Sure. No, Like a Prayer is like okay, early like to mid 90s. That's the next one, yeah. That's, but, but Borderline, but Like a Virgin. Borderline right? and Like a Virgin are probably the same album. You're right. And then, uh, but that's like that's like 84, and then Like a Prayer is like 92. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here I've just outed myself with like I'm not really into Madonna, but I know I what was, year this shit came out. I was there for the Like a Prayer video sponsored by Pepsi <coughs> being played on primetime television, and like we're mm-hmm. not going to do MTV. It's going to be eight o'clock Saturday night. We're going to play the video or Sunday night or something, and then everybody was like, "Oh God, the guy was crucified, and she danced with him." And honestly, oh, I will say this, even though like they hurt my Jesus, most of. Madonna's catalog, I don't fuck with. Those three songs that I just mentioned, I fucks with them heavy. Yeah. Like a Prayer, I like that song a lot. Uh, also, Like a Virgin. Yeah. Which, you know, I like that song a lot. And Borderline, not bad. I like that song a lot. Um, there's a couple other ones. I don't know. La Isla Bonita, maybe. Maybe. A little bit. But there's some Johns. But it, but none of them are examples of uh, tremendous vocal range. There's just it's something I guess like, and this is this is what I don't even know. Like pop is a weird one to to, to remain in mm-hmm. as you age, regardless. You know, like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of men who hit 45 and they keep rocking the pop songs. You know, like they'll still make them, but they're like adult contemporary now or some shit. Like Michael McDonald. You know, he ain't making pop. Oh, no. Michael McDonald stays a legend. And, there, and there's these... I know, but I'm saying it's not pop, you know. He was pop. His songs were top 40 back when they were coming out. But no, now, you keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. He's not a pop star anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch you slipping. Uh, no, Michael McDonald is uh, probably the fourth 
most soulful white man. And now some dudes like Mick Jagger. Doctor John, most soulful white yeah. man ever. Um, on on a mic, Doctor John. But you know, as dudes age, they, second foul mouth jerk. They like they get to keep selling their old catalog. Bruce Springsteen. You know, like I'm sure there's a lot of people that want a new Bruce Springsteen song. You know? He makes new music all the time. But none of that shit is, is a top 40 song. Oh, It's going to be on the Oscars before it's going to be in the top 10. No, but he sells super much. Oh, yeah, totally. All day, yeah. But It's, he's not, not, it's not born in the USA, but, but it gets written about in, like, Rolling Stone magazine and, you know, as much as people, look, like, read no, magazines or whatever. But, like, he's... No, Bruce Springsteen is still... Selling out like four nights in a row at Madison Square Garden, like bring it, bring he, he's it. bigger than he's ever been. Here's the funny: this brings all the topics back in a single human being. Right? Okay, Oscars, women aging, all of that all, mm -hmm. music. Bruce Springsteen. Okay, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know if you've noticed, but she's been back in the news lately. Mm -hmm. She was in that movie, um, Everything All Everything at Once. Everything Everywhere All at Once, and then yeah. in something and, else, and looking and purposely making herself look busted. Yeah. But she, um, she's been, you know, at every event. She's out there, like pushing it and trying to get the movie out. But she's she been is. being interviewed a lot. And a couple about her. a week ago, she came out and was like, somebody was just asking her questions about what she likes to do. She's like, I like to go see music, but I'm not coming to your concert at like eight or nine nine p.m. She looks like Bruce. Look, Bruce, I'm gonna watch four hours of your music, not at ten. Why don't you have a show at one? You're old, Bruce. I'm old. Let's have the show at one. We'll do a matinee. We'll have a concert, and then I'll be home by ten in bed. Interesting. But the, the thing I'm bringing up is every picture she has he's, at her age, whatever her age is, she still has big old magnificent boobies that she just really puts out nice there. She's titties, like, bro. can we show some more cleavage? You know, Can you cut the dress down like this? She's and, like, and I've seen her recently. I still will. And I only bring this up because probably as a child. Because one of you like titties. Trading Places. One of the oh first movies God. I saw where someone just, and I think my mom just didn't expect it. She was like, Eddie Murphy, he's funny. This will be great. Dan Aykroyd, these guys are funny. And then all of a sudden there were boobs and she was Very, like, oh shit, I showed him boobs. Those but they were young like, titties and they, man. Really big. Man. And she's just like, for one shot, she just opens her shirt, looks at the camera, shows them, and then closes it back up. It's and not just like, they're big, they're what? firm and they hang really high. And then, oh my God, it's, a, it's, yo, they, they set a, her titties set a bar for titties in movies. No, I just you know, I just recently have saw her in like being interviewed, and it's just funny. That's you're like, well, wow, I'm trying not to look at those, you know, but you have framed them in green sequins and pushed push them up into the air. And, Absolutely, but that's and then she's like funny as hell while she's talking, so it makes it even better for some reason. Well, no, she's actually a really good actress yeah, and, and a and a really good comedic actress. You know, like uh, a fish called Wanda. Yeah, all that shit, like. There are tons of films that she has done where she might like show some cleavage or something, but she does a tremendous acting job. Yeah, and even when she's doing the cleavage but not bearing all, is kind of like, and I, I know what you came for, but here, here's the acting yeah. skills. You know what I mean? And uh, her and Kevin Klein and the Monty Python guys mm -hmm. in A Fish Called Wanda. That's a hilarious fucking movie, oh, yeah. and she is a Stands tremendous up. contributor to that, and uh, does not go full boobage. Yeah, there are things because, uh, and also, her doing the cleavage thing is organic to the plot in that movie, wherein you know she's it's a honeypot yeah. trap where she's like, oh, she's like enticing characters in the movie. You know what I mean? So no, and it's funny. Just I'm a fan of her on many levels. And that, like her, she got her start just as like backup. You know, basically 
slasher movie, you're going to mm-hmm. get stabbed. You right. know, like a disposable actor is basically like most of the women. Well, OG Halloween. From all those movies yeah. back then, like, you know, they're not out there at the Oscars right now getting nominated this year. And she's up for um, supporting for um, that Everywhere for what? movie. The Everywhere oh, for movie. Everywhere Everyone. And also she. But apparently she's great. I haven't seen it. No, she killed it. No, I um, don't see it. But, uh, but she also, it takes you a minute to realize that it's her and uh also they kind of cake her up with the pancake makeup you know and just to be like oh yeah because she is older now obviously but it's to the point where you don't real first of all you don't realize that it's jamie lee curtis for a couple of minutes and you're like oh shit that's jamie lee but in addition you start questioning, well, I can't speak for anyone else, but I started questioning. I was like, wait, is that how Jamie Lee looks right now? Because she she is roughly that old. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. People age yeah. at different paces. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, you know, like I had, we played a show recently at the Salvage Station. And uh, I had a homie come up to me who I hadn't seen in like five or ten years. He goes, oh, jerk, you are aging really well, which is, you know, a bit of a backhand compliment. Thank like, you. No, you're old as fuck, but, like, you look younger than I would have thought. But my response was, yeah, only on the outside. Because, you know, I'm, yeah. because, you know, me personally, you know, I got a lot of uh, internal medical <laughs> questions, <laughs> you know, but it's just people age at their own pace. So... I wasn't quite sure when I saw Jamie Lee in that movie. Yeah. I was like, yo, did they just pancake her up to look? Because her her character is a dickhead. Okay, like an aggressive that. dickhead. And so you could see where like, oh, they make you look like an old crone mm-hmm. because you're being a dick to the main character. Ageism again. But very much. <laughs> but I also wasn't quite clear because... As they had aged her up in the movie, she's still roughly about that age. Yeah. She is just actually aging way more gracefully. Um, and also, a part of what I would have to laud her for copiously is the fact that, as far as I can tell, she hasn't gotten any plastic surgery. I would doubt it. So the reason that it is believable and questionable at the same time where you're like oh wait is jamie lee looking that rough or did they cake her up like you don't know because you know how like usually it's pretty easy to see when somebody's had yeah more than a couple plastic surgeries you know what i mean so that was and also I just feel like the concept of aging gracefully has flown out the fucking window. Yeah. Like, the concepts of, like, privacy as a baseline, aging gracefully, there's a couple other things, but those would be the salient points in my mind. That like, nobody does that anymore. You know something you don't think about, Jamie Lee Curtis? I always forget that, like, her dad's from the Rat Pack. Yeah. So there's probably Tony like Curtis. an era of her life where she would be like 
there'd be like cocktail parties with Sinatra at the house. Absolutely. You know, where she was like living in Vegas or some shit for like a month. Uh, just the idea that like I totally always forget that she's like a. No, and I believe it's her dad is Tony Curtis, but her mom. Yeah, it's an actress. He's a famous Hollywood actress that I'm spacing on right now, but. But yeah, she's a she's a Hollywood nepo baby, and um, has not hidden that no, by any means. It it's like Drew Barrymore, same thing. Like the yeah. Barrymore family is Hollywood royalty since the vaudeville days, yeah. you know. Um, but also, it's like John Mayer, John Mayer, John Mayer, Metro Goldwyn Mayer seems like a pretty big thing in Hollywood. Is that the same Mayer? No, I don't know. No, it's just a it's a just a name. I'm just oh, you had me sold. You could have you could have rolled with that. Yeah, John Ham, his family invented ham. Yeah. Oh no, hamburgers! Did you know that they made a, another Fletch movie? John Ham recently Hamm. made a Fletch movie. There's yeah, a new Fletch, Fletch movie out yeah. there. And what the wait, word? it's out already? I, I thought it wasn't out yet. I thought it came out and it wasn't advertised. I guess maybe it wasn't advertised and I read about it before it came out. It just seems like they should be advertising this. I want to watch a Fletch right, movie, but it's, it's not out yet, right? I don't know. I guess I should research before I talk. I would be super interested because honestly, I'm down to check. Like John Hamm, um, still Kurt Russell, but that's always that's. A, yeah. I, I'm way on record for Kurt Russell, but um, as far as like newer actors, like John Hamm and um, uh, what's the old boy who played the new Mad Max? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about that um, British dude, um, Spawn, Tom Hardy, Tom yeah. Hardy. So, John Hamm and Tom Hardy, anything, if they want to reboot anything, Laurel and Hardy, Fletch, Hamm and Hardy, whatever it is, if either of them want to reboot shit like Ghostbusters, I don't give a fuck what it is, Uh, Invasion USA, like if one of them wants to pretend to be fucking uh, any action star, really. Uh, I don't give like I'm in. I'm in. No, there's a there's a bad Saturday Night Live skit where it's um Ham and Bubbly, and it's um mm-hmm. John Ham has it's, it's Ham and John uh, Michael Bublé, mm-hmm. and they have a restaurant where they only have champagne and different kinds of pork. And Chuck called, Norris is who and I was it's called Ham and Bub Ham and Bublé, so it's just <laughs> Bubbly and and it through the, it's like a commercial for it, and then mm-hmm. like the second John Ham walks off camera, Bublé looks at the camera and he's like, "Please help, call the authorities. He's got my family hostage and he's making me do this." I don't want to be in a, involved in a restaurant with John Hamm at all. And then John Hamm walks back. And he's like, so come on down to Hamm and Bubbly. But like every time Hamm walks off his camera, it's like, please help. I fucks with John Hamm. I fucks with uh, him and Tom Hardy. Like if they want to reboot any, yeah. eight, in particular, any 80s tough guy, sexy guy thing, I'm with it. I, I will at least, I'm not saying that it will always be a success. I am saying that I will always give it a shot. Did you know that um, reality and nature have joined together to start working on a sequel for Cocaine Bear? Did you hear about the Cocaine Cat last week in Cincinnati? No, I fucking... Uh, I tried to go see Cocaine Bear a week before it came I, I out. I forget what this... Like, it's not out yet. This cat is called. It's a um, it's some kind of weird African cat. It looked like a cheetah. Oh, oops. I, I oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an African... But it's cat. like the size of a house cat, right? But it has the print pattern of a fucking cheetah. It's bigger. Let me see. I got it here. So it's in Cincinnati. Like it, yeah. It's a. It's where's the name of? Damn it! I just had the name. An African serval, S E R V A L, looking all crazy. But apparently they found one running wild in Cincinnati. And when they got it to like the That's animal control, wild. let me see. 
When they got it to animal control, it had cocaine in its system. No. They apparently found out whose it was and have gone after the owner, and it's getting given to the Cincinnati Zoo. So this On be, cocaine? There's going to be a cat in the zoo like, hey, man, I'll suck your dick. Yo, it has the big butterfly dingo ears. Yeah, like I really love tall that ears shit. with like the spoof of hair shooting off the top. But am, am I seeing this correctly? Like that it's the size of a common house cat, but it has the print pattern of a cheetah with the dingbat ears? It looked a little bigger because they showed one with a bunch of vets like holding shit, it on a table. Fucking and it, rad. it looked like more like a dog size than a cat. Like, a I'm not bigger. a cat guy, but oh, I, take I a like lynx. this cat. If I had a farm, I'd have a lynx on it. Wow. I'd probably kill all my chickens. Yo, like, the ears look like an endangered oh, yeah. butterfly, butterfly species, yeah. it's probably, for sure. It's like, a, it looks like a monarch butterfly species that, yeah. you know, that, immigrates its, to Mexico. That's its camouflage. It just, like, hides behind a flower. Yeah, it looks like an angry butterfly to lure other predators in. It's like, like or like an owl would be like, mm, I like butterflies. I'm going to swoop down there and, ah, cat. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Also, in um, you know, drug-addled animal news, I guess in 2017 there was an Australian bust of a crystal meth lab, mm-hmm. and in busting it, they found a six-foot pet python living in a in a cage that was acting aggressively. The python, who cannot be named for legal reasons, <laughs> <laughs> wait, is the python a minor? <laughs> you know, its name is Monty. <laughs> No, I don't know, legal reasons. I guess somebody else owns it now. But apparently it was acting aggressive, so they tested it, and it had been exposed to methamphetamine particles, and it was addicted no. to meth. Addicted? Like, how do they so know? So just exposed. Hey, man. Psst. Wait, hey, bro. There's, you hey, have psst. nothing further for me on the research? No, like, that's it. They were, just, they were just wrapping up their cocaine cat story by like, by the way, we also heard about a snake meth that hit some snake. Meth. Cocaine cat versus meth snake. All right, if you are going to have to, like, put money on it, you going cocaine cat or meth snake? I don't know. I think the snake. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. is, The python is pretty big, six foot, and then that cat was big, but it wasn't huge. I don't even know. Wait, is it the butterfly yeah, ear? That cat. Yeah, it's the, like the cheetah cat. No, I mean, that, that's the one that's, that's on cocaine. Oh, buddy. I don't know. That's a hard bet right like, there. cocaine bear would just pick the snake up and rip it in half. Wouldn't even think about it twice, you know? Like, Absolutely. Eat it, eat it slowly and get high from the meth. But the cat, I don't know. And I had uh, a customer in a bar who was, I uh, forget what her exact study of research was, but um, she basically... You know, people were hating on snakes, as they often do, and she went into a whole, like, speech that I was like, whoa, I never gave that any thought. But she was very, very pro-snake. And was just like, yo, essentially, it's a fucking spinal cord with fangs that just slithers across the ground. Like, the fact that you hate on these things that are the most vulnerable things in our society... I never thought about it like that. But it is. Like, a snake is a very vulnerable motherfucker. It has no legs. Its entire body is essentially a spinal cord that has venomous talons. Its only weapon is also the thing it needs to get nutrients. So, like, if it fucks that up. Yeah. Like, yo, if your mouth is your only line of defense, it's like, ew. That's gross as fuck. Like, you have to... 
When you think of it like as a human, like what you put your mouth on, yeah. that's either sexual or what you need for sustenance. Yeah. When you're an entire creature that, that is nothing but a spinal cord that's on the ground and is like, yeah... I'm not stoked about it, but I got to put my mouth on this thing so that I can shoot poison into it. And then we vilify this creature for acting at it's like almost everything that it does must be almost out of self-defense. Yeah. And and for the most part, what it's main main mainly does is eat vermin that will give you diseases. Yeah. So like mostly that's what it, snakes mostly is just out there eating mice and rats and shit. Most of the predators are getting a bad rap. It's like fucking uh, everybody hates fucking possums. And, dude, all they do is eat, like, deer ticks and shit that gives us Lyme disease and like, shit. Look, that predator has to come here and hunt or it's not going to become a man in its own civilization. No. It just... Sorry. It feels fucked. Know. Like, we basically shit on the animals that are actually doing the most to protect us. But that's the thing. It's like snakes is a weird one. The same with like spiders. You know, like spiders are most of the time just going to kill the other Fucking bunch. Fucking love spiders, like, but people, I love spiders. But human beings, just snakes are just... A, they it's, look it's, scary as fuck. It's just in your brain already to be afraid of them. And like... Right, but that's the not Bible just religion, you that. I think, that shit. No, I'm going to say, I'll go out on a limb and say that there's got to be cultures out there in the world that aren't Christian that are still like, ah, oh, snake, you know, like... Motherfuckers don't jump up on a chair from a mouse because of religion, but they still do it. Like, it's, you know, it's, yeah, I, but people are dumb. afraid of snakes in China. I'll say that. They have to be. Snakes are fucking snakes. You, I don't think they it's just. They afraid of eating those bats. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's anyway. It's country, you know. It's pretty it, big place. It is. It was just like uh, one. It's really Just because you got one asshole out there eating bats. It's yeah. really big. Also, that definitely came from the lab. Because, like, Jared from Subway is an American. Oh, buddy. And you can't be saying, hey, gorilla, those, those Americans, they're like Jared from Subway. He know. Dude, uh, the gorilla earlier today was watching that Jared documentary. Oh, I, I, I didn't catch much of it. Did you watch it? No, I saw it on when I came in. But yeah, I'm, not, I'm not watching that documentary. I know. No? Don't No, I know. Don't fuck I'll with Jared. It. Jared, don't fuck with Jared. No, he, he's locked up now. Yeah. And that's dope. Um, but now, There's a thing, and you hear this a lot. I heard it in that documentary at the end. There's one uh -huh. of the victims saying, like, I felt a certain way, but then I had kids. And then everything changed in the way I felt about things. And I can say now that, like, before I had kids, like, anything that topic disgusted me and made me sick but once i had a kid it's like my stomach will hurt like the second somebody even mentions like hurting a child my body just goes into a different place like i, I know and i know you're morally superior that. to the worst or not no we i didn't get it. i didn't expect that i didn't expect it to happen but even now, i didn't like, expect you to have children we had a whole agreement like if i see a kid get get like hit by a car in a movie That'll fuck me up for like two months. I know. You do you know? remember the time? It used to be like it bothered me, but not like it does now. It's weird. Do you remember the time that uh, we were on tour in Syracuse, New York, and uh, we were staying at like uh, a fan's house, and we're watching uh, what's it? Not Ice Story. Whatever that Disney movie. Ice Age. Ice not Age. Disney, yes. Yeah. And uh, the minute that they showed the little girl floating off on a little ice cube oh, yeah. down the river, uh, Cricket, the bass player, literally broke into tears and oh, walked yeah. off. I was like, I can't do this. I cry when I hear um, some Dolly Parton songs right now. There's like two Dolly Parton songs about Jolene or uh, the Coat of Many Colors. Coat of uh, Many Colors, boy, that one will fucking kill me. I'm 
no. second those kids start making fun of Why? Them, like, it's about fuck you, fuck you. That's a little girl. Wait, what's it about? Little girl, and they're poor. They live in a, in a, out in the mountains. And uh-huh. then the mom gets like a box of rags somebody gives her. And she mm. takes the rags and sews them together to make a coat. A coat of many colors. And the kid's got this coat, and she's like telling her how great it is because it's all the colors. And the girl mm. goes to school, and all the kids make fun of her because she's wearing a coat made out of rags. Mm. That's the whole song. Even, I'm starting to get goosebumps now. I'm like, I'm getting there. My emotions are coming back. And this is Dolly singing it, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no idea why, but if I ever watch like a Dolly Parton documentary and that's coming on, I'm like, oh, fast forward. I honestly hate uh, when, like, I agree and acquiesce to, like, the mainstream of, like, pop culture's opinions on a specific celebrity. But I'm not going to lie. Dolly? I do. Yeah, I acquiesce. I fucks with it. Anybody has a problem with them, it's with... It's a problem with you. It's a problem with you. It's like if you talk about like Josh Blake or Nate Kelly or or Dolly Parton. These are three people where I'm like, yeah, it's a problem with you. Now, we didn't bring her up earlier in the Madonna discussion. Dolly? But Dolly, I would say, regardless of what she's done or not done, is a sex symbol her whole life. Oh, not only that, she had to deal with being a big titty sex symbol in the way that like, you know, uh, when you're in... um, Middle school, yeah. and you're the first chick to develop boobs, yeah. you know. And then they like, and it's the weirdest no, thing. Because I learned of her as pubescent a- boys are always like, "Oh, big titties! I'm gonna make fun of you." Because really, the thing is, is that you you got some feebies about the, the, it. I I was introduced to Dolly Parton at, with boob jokes. First. Islands in the stream, yeah, you know, yeah. Like True what, do you, what, jokes. Do you, what do you what do you call Absolutely. Dolly Parton in a bathtub? Islands, Islands in the stream. Or like, how did Dolly Parton get two black eyes? She went jogging. She, um, you know, she got a part in the new Star Wars movie. Mm. She's um R two double D. It's and uh, these are the jokes I heard as a child, and that's the thing. That's it's... how I got introduced to her. But then, then nine to five, and I was like, well, she's pretty, and I like the song, and the movie's kind of funny. Well, and also as you, then I learned her music. Like grow older and like in life, you like, oh man. Those sweet ass boobs. That's not something we're supposed to make fun of. That's something we're supposed to holler at. Now, one of my favorite memes is, is a picture of her like in boudoir gear, you know, like in like lingerie standing next to a bed from like oh, the really? 70s. Okay. And then next to it, it's like, what the fuck was Jolene working with? <laughs> right. Like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> she must have had a lot of bootay. It was like something. Like, no, no, that's the best you hear Dolly Parton, like, like. People will bring it up like, so, was there a woman? She's like, no, 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 no. Nobody's, a, nobody's fucking with my man. Yeah. I needed something to write a song about. I met a girl named Jolene, and I said, hey, that's a nice name. Can I use it? It's totally fictional. No woman's taking my man. And I was like, thank you. And her husband, she married the same dude. She's been basically just like shut up and did what, you know, worked, she worked for the company. Yeah, she's been married her since the whole time. Since before she was famous, she was married to the same guy. She's still married to him. To this day. And she's he, got like a long-standing marriage? The entire time has just been like, what do you need me to do for your career? Which it was the smart move on his behalf as he sits in his huge mansion overlooking his amusement park that he shares with his wife. Yeah, Hollywood. It's... I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys back then in that age were like, oh, I'm not going to have my wife getting all the money in the household. I'm the man. So in a yeah. sense, he was kind of progressive, being like, yo... He might have wrote some of those truly tasteless jokes about his yeah. wife's titties and been like, yo, do you know about these novellas where we just do sh- jokes that aren't funny, but a, in a sexist 
racist way. She's like, whatever keeps you busy, honey. And she's like, I'll I, you know what? Now we have two million and five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Don. Good, Good job, Don. You know what? Hey, Don, uh, find me a Jolene. Yeah. <laughs> Go come up with a nice name for me. And also, she's like, all right, so we live here, but you know, most of our listeners do not live in A, Western North Carolina, or B, the Appalachia. Uh, Eastern Tennessee. Just Appalachia, yeah. right? Appalachia in general. But, like, that's just. She's been crushing the progressive politics yeah. with gay, trans, anti racist, all that shit. From before any of that ever had a name in yeah. a kind of way. Yeah. You to know her, I mean? it was just being nice. She was just always being her. And so, like, I'm with it. Like, she was with the shits from day one. Yeah. I'm with it. You want to close on that? Yeah. Fuck it. We got four minutes early. We're, we're closing on that. Dolly is with the shits. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's the fucking name. Maybe that's the titular line. You see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The titular line. Dolly gets it. She gets it. All right. On behalf of Silvery Plath, a.k.a. Woko Ono, a.k.a. this bitch that ain't here, but also, you know. The, the reason we were allowed to shit on Madonna unchallenged for like 40 minutes. And, you know, also, you know, if we may revisit Dolly versus Dumbo, you know, that's a thing. Uh, I am your host, Valio Iglesias, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, Poonani DeFranco, the Dime Store Crime Lord, the, the, <laughs> the Subwoofer Drug Pusher, uh, and my man... Adam Strange. Oh, wait. I am also um, the Archduke to Peshmo Bondless Wounds. And uh, my man is Adam Strange, a.k.a. Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums. Tron Johnson. Tron Johnson. Uh, the Vice Count, Dirty Figure. Uh, you have been rocking with the worst. This is the worst case scenario. It's two wrongs, they'll make it worse, but three wrongs. Wait, two wrongs, they'll make it right, but three wrongs definitely make it worse. So there you go.